is the My Mike and I podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Noah Alvarez. Whether you're a day one listener or you've been re- listening pretty recently, I appreciate all your guys' support. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud.com. Would really appreciate it if you guys took the time out of your day to leave a rating, review, comment, like us, follow us, and be sure to subscribe. Also, share us with one of your friends, too. I'd appreciate it. It's just me producing the podcast to the best of my ability, hoping to put out quality content on a weekly basis so I could really use any help that I can get to promote the podcast. Much appreciated, you guys. The date I am recording this is June 23rd, and we've kind of run into a lull in this time of the year where NBA Finals just finished, the Stanley Cup has just finished, and pretty much for the rest of the summer, it's only baseball from here on out until the beginning of college football or the NFL season. And you do have sports like the Women's World Cup that is going on this year. Definitely check out the U.S. Women's National Team and the tear that they've been on. They advanced to the round of 16 at the time of this recording, so definitely check them out. Also, you have MLS, tennis, some golf tournaments, some here, some, you know, other sports here and there. But out of the major sports, it's definitely one of the more quiet times of the year where it's just baseball that kind of keeps us going through the summer. But that won't stop us here at my mic and I from getting good quality guests and putting out good quality content for you guys. Recently on the show, Jacob Fanshawe and I hopped on the most previous podcast. We talked about HBO's latest miniseries, Chernobyl. Then a few episodes before that, I had on Savannah Core. She's a former Big, big Sky Conference Pitcher of the Year. She pitched at Sacramento State. A few episodes before that, I had Moran Johnson. She played professionally overseas. She was also a Sac State alumni as well, where we talk about her career. And there's a few other episodes further down in the inventory and the archives of different topics, everything from about going vegan to going to your first rave to a motivational speaker's on, how growing up in a Mexican household affects you. So there's all kinds of things that we have here at my mic and I, and I hope to continue to expand and hit different topics. So there really is something out there for everybody on the show on this week's conversation. Max and I, and Max is a frequent guest on the show. He's been on the NFL draft preview and recap shows. And basically, on this week's show, it's just Max and I. And we talk about the ins and outs of the trading card business. He and him, some of his friends, they run an account on Instagram titled OC Card Bros. And basically, they sell, buy, and trade cards. And I have a lot of questions about it, just like I'm sure some of you may be listening. So he kind of goes over the basics, the things you need to know if you're interested in getting into this business. We also talk about an upcoming show at the Boys and Girls Club main branch in Garden Grove. I'll be sure to post a flyer on my Twitter, at underscore Noah Alvarez, and on my Instagram, at Noha, N-O-H-A, underscore Alvarez. And basically, we talk about what to expect at shows. We, we expect how you can flip cards and, and you know really invest into rookie cards. Also, what cards you should be buying, what cards you shouldn't be buying and stay away from. The brands of cards are obviously important, too. It's really an enlightening podcast because for someone like me, I just had cards as a kid growing up, but really didn't know anything about the whole business aspect and, and the opportunity that you have. So he kind of dives in how he got interested into that. Also, how he got some inspiration from guys like Joe Rogan, Gary Vee, and, you know, how he's really inspired to do something that he wants to do rather than kind of working these 
you know, average nine to five jobs that kind of aren't as fun as something that, you know, something like trading cards is. So it's truly a good podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. All right. Without further ado, let's get into the conversation. All right. So just, you know, speaking with you over the past few months, I know that you're really into the sports cards. And that's something I feel like a lot of us as children, you know, growing up in the 2000s and even the 90s, it was like huge to buy trading cards, you know. But how did you get into this the way you are now as an adult and buying, selling, trading and the way you do now? Uh, it's, it's kind of it's kind of like a loaded question. Like, it's just kind of something that I f- fell into. And like when you're young, everyone tells you, like, you'll you'll know, like when you find what you want to do and stuff. And like in high school, I always knew like it wasn't I wasn't going to be like a teacher or nothing or I wasn't going to be like a doctor or anything like and then being from like a Hispanic family, like that's what you always get pushed towards is like go be right. a doctor or a lawyer. <laughs> Um, but it was just kind of a couple years ago. I just like uh, I was I was moving and I had a bunch of cards um, in my room and like I just real like instead of just tossing them, I went on eBay and I kind of saw what they went for. Um, it wasn't much, but it was still like you know I I don't know why I just decided to give it a shot and sell you know a bunch of them for like five or ten a piece. Um, and then like right around the same time, uh, I started listening to like Gary V. And, like, he was kind of motivating me to, like, kind of be on eBay and stuff and check out, you know, because I, I, I would find some cards and they'd be worth, like, 7 bucks. And then you think about, like, that, like, 7 bucks not really worth the hassle. But mm-hmm. if you do it enough times, you know, it kind of adds up to, like, you know, maybe, like, that's how I pay for my haircut that week or, you know, whatever. Um, and then, you know, there's a, there's a card shop in Buena Park called Average Joe's. Um, it's right by Knott's Berry Farm right across the street. And uh, I went in there one day, you know, not really expecting much. I haven't bought a pack of cards since, like, you know, 10 years from that day. And uh, it was in 2016, so I ended up buying a pack for, you know, 15 bucks, which I thought was a lot. Uh, Most packs now are, like, in the 20s. Um, And out of that pack, I pulled, you know, 15 cards. And one of them was an Ezekiel Elliott rookie autograph, which, you know, kind of – with that and eBay, I looked on eBay. It ended up selling for like five, six hundred bucks. Dang. Um, so it was like a fifteen hundred dollar, a fifteen dollar investment yeah. to like five hundred bucks was kind of something that got me digging a little more. And then ever since then, it's just kind of been, went downhill. Uh, started on Instagram and just you know, um, it kind of just took a life of its own. And it's just you know, I blank and now it's like a couple years later. And uh, yeah, man, I just. I mean, I wouldn't want to do anything else right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like Instagram, that platform kind of helps people like you trying to buy and sell and trade? Because you're showing me other people who do the same thing at a much higher level. They have the raffles and stuff like that. Do you feel like that platform kind of boosts this industry? Yeah, there's a couple of platforms, I think, that like if you uh, if you want to get into it, if you want to get into cards, and um, I know it sounds super nerdy, 20, 27-year-old guy talking about baseball cards, but if you want to get into cards... Um, I'd say like in this order, it's probably Instagram. You're going to have a majority of your people just because of the, I feel like the photo sharing platform on Instagram is a lot, uh, it's a lot more efficient. It's just a big photo with a little caption, right? It's not, it's not like Facebook where you have a large caption and then the photo, a lot of people just want to see photos. They won't even read your caption. So I'd say Instagram has its pros because of the photo and the layout. It's kind of like a magazine that you're scrolling through. Right. Um, the, the cons on there is that 
anyone can have an Instagram. Anyone can hide behind a logo. Um, there's a lot of a lot of high school kids in here. A lot of middle school kids. Um, same amount of people that are you know in their 20s and 30s and 40s as well that are like super respectful. But I mean, just like with anything, you're gonna have trolls, uh, and it's easier. It's easier on Instagram than instead if you're like on Facebook. You know, you. I don't. I'm not on Facebook a lot, but I know that a majority of people have their picture up, like a selfie or yeah, a course. portrait or something. So they're a lot nicer. So I say Facebook is the second platform that you can go join groups and uh, you know there's trading cards in your local area. Follow your local card shops and like um, you know that just you just make friends that way. It's a little. I'm a little more. I'm part of like the tech era, so I'm a little more like socially awkward. It takes me a little, a little longer to like make friends like mm -hmm. you know I'd rather look at my phone or something but yeah I think Instagram and Facebook like if they if someone wanted to get started like those are the two best like ways to do it and like I mean don't even you know if you want to come across someone negative like just don't even worry about it just on to the next you know you're gonna meet negative people all the time I just think more on Instagram like you know little kids and trolls and stuff yeah so, of course yeah it's um, like a spongebob meme as their profile picture literally like yeah. that's exactly like what they have here like there's a guy here like <laughs> This is strictly like cards and stuff, and there's a couple guys here that like just have like their their life goal is to like just like post memes and stuff about like their like political and religious views. Right. And I'm yeah. Just like, yeah. I'm just trying to buy this card. <laughs> I don't really care. Like, uh, and it's great. Like a lot of the times, like if you have the capital, sometimes like I didn't, I didn't always have it. Like I was telling you earlier, like I'm not, I'm not Jeff Bezos, but I'm you know I'm like kind of decent with money. Um, and a lot of these kids on here, like, are in college. They are in middle school, high school. And, like, to them, you know, like, to, well, to me, like, 75 bucks is a lot of money, depending on what you're buying. Um, and, like, to them, 75 bucks is a lot regardless. So sometimes you can end up getting a deal from a kid who maybe has prom coming up or, like, they have, um, you know, homecoming or they, they want to go on a date. or like, yeah, kind of. They, they just kind of, I mean, if, if you don't have patience, it's kind of hard to do well but i think like if you kind of sometimes you th there's a card worth like 100 bucks you throw 80 you know 60 70 80 bucks at them and it's kind of hard for them to turn, turn it, it down, turn it down yeah. just cuz you know like i remember being young i i remember like i would, when i was 18 i would work like 2 weeks and i would get paid like 240 dollars like i don't know how i did it but it's just <laughs> like you know it's just like Dude, we're, I we're going to Disneyland and stuff and like Starbucks and all those things like it's just you know, two weeks for like two hundred bucks. Yeah, no, I'm just rough. making it work. I don't know. <laughs> I remember being in high school, and I would ask my mom. I she would make me these sandwiches every day. Um, so shout out to her. But she like I remember giving a friend one, and, and he was he really liked it. So I asked my mom to make me two, three, and sometimes I would yeah. like make some in the morning, yeah. and then I would sell them at you just like flip lunch. sandwiches. I just flip sandwiches That's for like five, tight. six bucks. But yeah, like do you do anything? I feel like for for money when you're younger. Um, yeah, I never, I never really had that drive when I was little. Like, I mean, I, I, uh, looking back, like in, like, I mean, you always wish you had more time. Well, me for me, I always wish I had more time. Like, I wish, I found this when I was like twenty four, um, and like, I mean, I, I, if I would have found it when I was eighteen, you know, everybody could have said that. Like, if I would have been earlier, started yeah, earlier, done whatever, um, would have done more. But like, yeah, I, I mean, in high school, looking back, like, you probably could have just bought like a. Costco pack of Gatorades and sold them out of your locker or something. Yeah, um, but that sandwich, like, that's a good. That's a good hustle. Like, that's you know, zero cost, and you're just making all the benefit, like yeah. all the profit. Like, that's, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like it's. Uh, I wish I would have done that. I don't. I don't. Know, I, I was t- talking to my friends earlier, and I was like, "How did I even make? How did I even have money in high school?" Yeah, no, like, I, I don't know. even know. Like, I, I, was lunch free? I was like, I, no, I can't, no, I can't for recall. Some, for some kids, it was. I think, but it yeah, had to be like your parents had to make a certain amount. Yeah, I remember kids didn't like admitting that, but I, yeah, I just remember. I mean, I got allowance for doing chores, but it was like a very yeah, small I rem- amount. I think I remember that too. I remember I would like recycle a lot. Yeah. A lot of oh, cans and stuff. Like that was huge. All the time. We would have a lot of family parties and all those beer cans, all those beer bottles, I'd yeah, yeah, turn it in. And so that I was... think, yeah, I think that was my biggest when I was like in that party stage, like right after high school, before like I guess like junior college or like like I remember like Friday was the big like you know, the big day, yeah. obviously or whatever. So People it was like thirty blocks. Friday morning we were like recycling like Sprite cans and stuff and like Having enough money to go out to like a house party or something, like yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's just like, I mean, I think everyone has it in them to like do that stuff. I just, I just think like, you know, a lot of people don't really want to sell sandwiches. Mm-hmm. They think like it might be below them or like yeah, you know, things like that. Like, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, like sometimes the what I was telling you is like sometimes like when you sell some things like for a dollar or two dollars, like it doesn't seem worth it sometimes, but when you think about it it's like if you do it enough times like you, you know you, you can end up making like you know 20 bucks an hour or yeah you know things like that like it's just it's crazy like i was thinking about how like a homeless person stands on the side like you really just got to make eight people give you a dollar for eight hours and like you're you know it's uh-huh. like a minimum wage job right there uh-huh. um but yeah I think that, that's tight like I, I like people to have the hustle like you know the it's it's a big it's a big meme on Twitter like the Hispanic people selling flowers and stuff like that that's just like the ultimate hustle right there. Oh, of course. Like, I mean, yeah, like any holiday. That's like mad respect. Like they, I, everyone day. everyone I know like gives those guys mad respect. Like the guys that sell the teddy bears or whatever. And it's just like it's just like a different kind of. Uh, like I said, I didn't re- I didn't recognize it. I didn't embrace it till I was twenty four. But like now, I'm glad that I like. Anytime I see something that you know potentially has a chance to like make money, whether it be. You know, Ross has some. You can make killer money at Ross. Oh, dude, the cleats there. And I just, all those I just bought. And... Uh, I went to Ross last week. I bought two Steph Curry All Star jerseys. They were fifty bucks a piece. They they sold for like a hundred a piece. It's like a hundred bucks just by, yeah. just for like buying stuff. Ross is the ultimate coming. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea like what their deal is or whatever. But yeah. like, I remember cleats was huge there. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get like the newest Nike whatever, and then you know, fourteen bucks, and it's like. It's it's a good way to do it. Again, flipping flipping's not for everybody, but mm-hmm. I mean, if you know, for me, it's like fun and it's like it, it's kind of just like you know, easy easy money really. So yeah, the um, only the only thing about say about Ross, especially with the cleats, it usually it tended to be like really really big oh, sizes yeah. or really small sizes. So like me as a ten and a half, which is a pretty average oh, yeah. like size foot. Like, I remember that I had no luck finding cleats there, and if I did, I would have to like try and squeeze into an eleven yeah. or like. Make it really tight. If you're, to if you're like a size fourteen, yeah, you're like balling at Ross. You gotta, you gotta like, shop they at Ross. Always have fucking cleats Kobe's, like every time. LeBron's, every time, like they always have like it. And I feel like they come like straight from the NFL because like there was like some cleats at Ross that like only NFL teams had, and they had like the NFL logo on it and like the Panthers logo or like I remember seeing some that had like the Dolphins colorway and it had like the Dolphin thing inside the heel. And it was like size sixteen. I'm yeah, like, where the fuck are you getting these <laughs> yeah. from? Like, <laughs> who's making these? And I just remember, yeah, so I remember. Yeah, like I'm a ten and a half, and I'm like, I'm, there's no way. Like I'm yeah. never, I'm never fucking getting these. No, no. But yeah, that, that's that, that's a big hustle right there. Like if you have if you have like some cash and you want to like you know, think, it's just it's just it's 
uh, one of my buddies just says it's not rocket science. Like it's just yeah. There's you just gotta to do go, the work. It's there's just, ways to do it. You just gotta yeah. do the work, like you said. I feel it. Um, going back to the cards, there's one thing I wanted to ask you too from the beginning. When you go shop for cards, what like you said at Target, there's a lot of different brands from Top Deck, you know, Tops, and a few other brands. Mm-hmm. But how do you know which brand is? Are there specific benefits to buying one brand? Over yeah. The so the, so there is kind of it's kind of like a it's kind of like a structure. It's kind of like a map. Um, I mean, it'd be perfect, like, for visual learners, kind of, like, what's what. Um, basically, there's a company called Panini America. They kind of have a chokehold on the card game right now. Um, and they basically have, like, so they, so Panini has licensing on football, uh, basketball, I think, like, NASCAR, maybe. Um, so, basically, we'll stick with the big three sports, because who cares about the other stuff um so basically what it means to have licensing for football and basketball means that you can print players in their uniforms with their logo so panini has football and basketball and they don't have baseball so anytime they make baseball cards it's not mike trout in an angels jersey it's mike trout with a red helmet Mm. or with a white jersey with no words on it yeah um and the same thing for tops like tops is king of baseball um, and they have like, you know, th- they're able to use all the logos, all the likeliness of the players or whatever. And then, but when it comes to football for them, they can only put a team with like, like if you play for the Colts, it's just going to be Andrew Luck in a white helmet. Yeah. You know, with they can and, have the Colts. Logo. And a lot of people don't really like that because, you know, say if you're a Colts fan, you like the Colt, like you like that, you like the helmet logo, you like the uniform, whatever. Um, so if if I say if you're buying, um. First of all, I'd say don't buy at Target. That's one of the biggest mistakes I've made okay. um, when I started is, like, I would buy at Target anytime I, like, need to shampoo or something. I'd get shampoo, and then I'd tack on a couple cards. Um, I'd say, like, eBay, you know, Instagram, trusted sources. Like, I mean, if you guys – anybody has any questions on who to buy from, you can just DM me, and I'll, I'll lead you the right way. But, you know, eBay has a money-back guarantee, which is, you know, crucial in case you get screwed over. Um, Amazon's good, too. Um, but I'm saying if you're buying, if you want to buy baseball, buy Tops. If you want to buy football, basketball, I'd buy Panini. Um, and that's really the only two. If, if you're into hockey, I mean, I would try Upper Deck because that's their biggest one. Um, but, yeah, I think that stuff that, like, you know, it's 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 just really crazy. Like, once the licensing stuff, like, it's just, that's just really big money talking to play. Like, Panini pays so much to be able to afford that NFL logo and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I definitely, I definitely stick to those like com- certain companies per sport. Really, um, mm-hmm. if you like baseball, get Tops. If you like football, get Panini. Um, but then again, at the end of the day, it's whatever you like. You know, if you if you like that they don't have logos, like I mean, it's really there's really no right or wrong way to go. It's whatever you like. If you're in it to make money, you know, get the logos. If you're in it just to collect, you know, really just get whatever is available to you. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, which is, I know it's a little confusing because it's a lot of info, but it's just like, um, it kind it kind of makes sense. Like once you see it, um, you know, yeah. you'll see the logo, you'll see the difference. Like I wish I could put up two side by side, and you know, you'd see the. Um, it's a little weird, but yeah. So let's say someone at home listening is just flipping through some a deck of cards they recently purchased or they had been sitting on since you know for a while. But how would you know your card is worth a little bit more valuable than another? Let's say you have a rookie Kevin Garnett, 
and are just another regular yeah. camping garnet. Are rookie cards worth more than others? Yeah, rookie cards are huge, actually. Um, right now, I think they're kind of in a spike of like the highest they've ever kind of gone. I mean, not the highest ever, but right now, the all-stars of the game now, LeBron, uh, Mike Trout, um, I'm trying to think, uh, you know, LeBron, yeah. Mike Trout, those two are perfect examples. Um, one of the things I was telling my buddies, because, you know, in 2009, I was a high school senior dicking around, playing sports, trying to get at girls or whatever. And in 2009, Mike Trout's rookie card cost $39, right? So 40 bucks. I could think of 100 things that I spent 40 bucks on in 2009. Prom, yeah. prom suit, dinner, uh, movies, whatever. That same card is now worth arguably... Um, if I had that card in my hand right now and I wanted to get rid of it this second, I would get $8,000. If I uh, wanted to wait a little, you know, maybe he makes the all-star game. Yeah. It, it's, it's been steadily going up. Um, a couple years ago it was five. Now it's eight. Damn. Um, and that's, a, that's like this. Like uh-huh. at the snap of a finger, you say, I don't want this anymore. Someone will give you eight cash. Um, you could realistically probably get 10 13 depending on the grading uh you know the condition of it one it's like a one through ten system um but yeah rookie cards are huge man and i think it's about to get even bigger with uh if if you like basketball zion williamson's about to come into the league of course and his stuff is about to be uh, a a lot of people miss the train on lebron whether if they were too young or they're not in the hobby anymore but now that i feel like that's getting bigger and bigger um this zion stuff like like these cards are going to be out of a hundred dollar, hundred and fifty dollar box, you have potential to pull a thousand dollar Zion card, which are going to be, I don't want to say fairly common, but you know, they're, you're, you're going to see them if you're in the hobby, and they're going to, it's going to be like a thousand dollar card, and then like I said, with the variations of like, like you might get a gold, which is there's only ten of them, or you might get a black one that's only one of one. Like we're talking about like hundreds of thousands of Dang, dollars. Yeah, Zion's um, gonna be a next generational talent for sure. Yeah. Uh, again, like I don't know the kid. The kid could like suck, and his cards will still be expensive. Yeah. It's, it's just the hype. Um. But it, like you said, if you're if you have stuff at home, and you're looking at it or whatever, um, I'd say majority of stuff from the '90s is kind of junk. I mean, uh, if if you have like it, they just made too much of it. There's a there's a great uh, documentary on like iTunes, iTunes library or something. It's called Jack of All Trades. Mm-hmm. I don't want to plug it. They're not paying me. Like, <laughs> actually, don't don't watch it. Uh, <laughs> don't watch I'll tell you what happens. This guy has a bunch of cards from the '90s. He thinks they're worth a lot, and they're worth nothing. Yeah. Just because Upper Deck uh, was kind of shady in the beginning when they started with baseball, they basically were just saying they realized that the Ken Griffey was worth a lot, like you know maybe like twenty bucks at the time, mm-hmm. and. So once they found out that it was just like, hey, we just printed a stack of 100 and they're $20 a piece. Let's just keep doing it. So they basically just printed money for a while. Um, so I'd say if you have anything from the 90s, you know, it's good shot that it's not worth anything. Yeah. Again, still don't throw it away. I mean, do your research first. I, I would go on eBay, look up every card you have, um, look at the sold listings, not the actual listings. Because I could list... Uh, a, a LeBron card for two thousand, and nobody will buy it. But if you look at the solds, and it actually says that it sold for like eight hundred, or it'll actually show you like a transaction of the last three months of what it's been going for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, yeah, people could have some stuff, and like a lot of the things that I actually do find is like people's grandparents like yeah. have cards, and it's like, you know, my grandpa didn't like cards, but if he did, I would for sure 
rummage through his stuff and like uh you know my my grandpa's a little younger so he's like he was i think he was like 60s or 50s or something mm-hmm. which that one when it was huge so if he was into cards you know long shot that he would have them but i mean if you're if you know your grandparents have cards or anything or um you know that's something definitely i would do my research on it and it's like you said like you showed me your binder a lot of 90s stuff but you know someone could have something you know maybe if you have like a michael jordan rookie like those things even if they're beat up they're still worth a good amount of money and if you mm-hmm. don't if you don't care about this um you know you could probably have like a couple hundred bucks under your bed or you know yeah maybe like, of course and that that kind of money could help a bunch of people like yeah i know like uh, for sure I'll, I'll take a couple hundred bucks like if you said hey you're <laughs> Your something under your bed is worth a couple hundred. I'd be like, oh yeah, for sure. Or like, right. it might be worth that or something. So, um, yeah, I definitely think like it's it's people could have like gold mines sitting at their crib and they don't even like know about it. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times, like, um, one of the cards was actually pretty funny. It happened kind of around the same time, maybe a couple of years ago. It's a Mark Jackson card. Uh, he's it's just a basketball card, right? And it's a guy in the foreground and in the background. There's two teenagers, right? Just sitting courtside watching the game. Uh, those two teenagers are the Menendez brothers. Oh no way! The two guys that killed their parents and they went on to like yeah the whatever whole, spent all their the money or whatever. Shit, yeah. So it's just like it's pretty funny to see a <laughs> basketball a basketball player like about to cross someone over and in the background it's two teenagers that just killed their parents however long ago. Yeah. That card was I don't know ten cents for the longest time and Holy then people shit. found out that it had murderers on it. Um, and then it shot up to like $30 a card. So if you think about wow. 10 cents, if you if you were like a psychic and you're like, ooh, let me buy all these. So you bought, I don't know, 30 of them for 10 cents a piece. Uh-huh. And then you sold them all for 30 a piece. So you make some really good money. Uh, the thing is, it's just kind of hard to catch the trend right. before the wave crashes. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, A lot of people jump on the wave once it's crashed. Mm-hmm. Some people, obviously like the people that, you know, knew who Mike Trout was, or even if you knew who he was, I don't think he was a, that highly touted. Mm-hmm. But like, if you can get on a rookie early and you can like put all your faith in him financially, and you know you believe in him, and he pans out well, like you can really make some serious money um, doing this stuff. And like, yeah, like that that Mark Jackson card is just, just one day a podcast came out about how yeah the Menendez brothers killed their parents and. Somebody realized, hey, look, they're in this card, Dang. and it's just kind of like it's weird. I, I had a couple sitting at my house, and I yeah. was just like, oh, I don't want to sell it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Like, yeah, you have a murder, <laughs> murderers on the card. Like, um, eBay actually banned it from like, like you couldn't sell it on eBay because oh, really? it had to do yeah. with like, I guess you can't sell like uh, Charles Manson's. Like, you can't sell stuff okay. on there. You, so, know, you yeah, can't sell like killer like, stuff. Yeah. Um, like OJ Simpson's Broncos. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't sell. <laughs> Did you see him on Twitter? Yeah, that, oh my I think God, that's fake. Dude. Though I'm pretty sure that's there's fake. no way. You don't. You think that's real? It's his video. It's him. I know it's a video of him, but like the other stuff that's like just the tweets from his account. You know, know like, he seems pretty it, legit. It, I, it seems like a parody. It seems like a bad marketing idea. Like yeah. someone's like, "Hey, OJ, uh, do fantasy football stuff, or like do like whatever." Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, dude. It, I think it's real, but I think I just think it's a bad like. Bro, you got you got jail yeah, on a free yeah, card. Yeah, like, yeah. just chill. Like, <laughs> just chill out, dude. Get off the grid. Yeah, Don't but um, yeah. I mean, if, if if you guys have cards at home, I would just recommend like go on eBay, look at them, uh, mm-hmm. look them up. You know, it's not not hard. The players' names are on there. The year. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to find the exact one, and if it sells for you know, like I said, if you have a hundred of them and they're all two bucks, you know, it's 
200, 200 bucks, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's like, if do you want to do all that work or maybe like, maybe you want to go to Coachella or something and you need a little extra cash or like of something course, you can yeah. do on the side. Um, but yeah, that, that's like something that I would just, you know, if, if you have questions about it, again, you could DM me too, send me pictures. I'll, I'll definitely help. Um, but yeah, eBay, eBay is the biggest tool on, um, it, it's a walking, breathing, living uh, price guide. Mm-hmm. Really. It's just, you know, there's no fool in that thing. Um, if, if you buy a pack of cards and you want to know how much it's worth, just eBay. Yeah. Go look at what it sells for and stuff. And Now, you mentioned, like, the card's condition matters a lot, too, and how much you can get for a card. How would you be able to, if you're just, like, a common person and you have, like, a bunch of cards, how would you be able to find out, like, what kind of rating your card is? Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's going to be kind of tough. That's going to come with, like, experience and stuff. Um, a lot of the newer cards, and it's going to be like kind of boring to hear, but a lot of the stuff, um, a lot of the newer stuff is like a chrome kind of stuff as opposed to like when back in the day it's like a paper, mm-hmm. it's actual cardboard. And nowadays it's like a different hybrid of stuff. So I, I was telling no, I was telling you like if you buy a box of cards today, 75% are going to be pristine. Out of 1 through 10, they're going to be 10s which has a lot of value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's obviously still some flaws with it as far as, like, the cut or, like, the way they cut cards and stuff. But um, it, I would just say if you're buying stuff from the, you know, 2018, 2017 range, you are you probably have a good chance. Just watch out for scratches or whatever. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I think that's something that, you know, you're just going to have to learn. Um, there's books on this stuff. There's, like, charts. Um, it's basically kind of, like, telling you what to look for. Like, if it has a crease, I would never mm. try to grade it or anything or um, do things like that. But, yeah, I mean, you just kind of got to look at it. And, it, and if you don't know, like, it it's always helps to ask your card shop people or whatever. Um, the only way I could tell people, like, if they have a decent card condition-wise is, like, if I see it in person. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, if you ever run into me, I'll, I'll look at it. But, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, if not, I mean, I would just have to – you just have to ask if – like, use your eyes. Um, it's kind of, That's kind of a tough one. Um, you're going to have to learn just based off, like, if you ever send stuff in to get graded or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, when you get it back, you'll just kind of have to know, like, what's, you know – um, you, you'll learn eventually if you really want to get into it, but if not, it's just kind of like it's a little too deep to kind of get into. Just it, it's something that comes with time. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right on. So you mentioned players like LeBron James, Mike Trout, and even Zion upcoming. Any other players that you're kind of taking an interest in that are they had just had their rookie cards out recently in any of the three major sports? Yeah. So actually, one of the ones I've been like stocking up on. Uh, I'm not a huge seller. I don't like. I don't like selling right now, especially because I, I like buying rookies. And, like, right now, if you buy a rookie in, 20, in 2018, what year is it, 2019? 2019, yeah. If you buy a rookie in 2019 and it's $50, like, there's no need. I would rather have the card than sell it for 50 bucks because yeah. of the potential there. Um, basketball right now, my biggest, I guess, like, player that I like is Trey Young. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really good player. He's very undervalued. He's overshadowed by... Luca, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Luca is a little too pricey for me. Like it's just, uh, it, there's no profit mm-hmm. even if I did want to sell it. Um, but yeah, Trey Trey Young was a great one. Um, and then I think something I really like, and it's almost like a part time job, is like uh, watching minor league baseball because they kind of mm. they kind of lay it out all for you. Yeah, of like, course. And um, 
So, like, for instance, this year, I'll just keep it local. There's a player on the Angels named Joe Adele. Uh-huh. He got drafted in 2017. So, for, like, those of, those of you that don't know, when you go to the major leagues and you get drafted out of high school, you graduate high school, you get drafted onto a team, but you don't play in that big market no. for, like, three or four years. Of course. Right? Easily. There's, like... Even the good ones. There's guys who, like... A, I think Acuna's went up pretty quick. Yeah, um, there's but he's guy. international too, so it's yeah, like a little so, different. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. So um, I think the fa- fastest that I can remember was uh, Bryce Harper. Maybe Harper was, was up pretty for quick, like two years. Harper maybe. was quick. Um, so yeah, guys like that. So like you get drafted out of high school, you have to go to like the minor league. So you're they're like on a bus, they're traveling, they're playing a bunch of games a year. Um, but that the good part about that is like if you really believe in a guy, like this is how you make money is. A guy gets drafted in 2016. His first card comes out. So, like, his first rookie card, uh, it's called your Bowman first. Mm -hmm. So, it's, like, the marquee card that everybody wants. Um, So, the player comes out 2016. You don't hear shit about him 2017, 2018. He's still in the minors. And then 2019, all of a sudden, that card from 2016 jumps up from $30, $50 a piece to... Like an example, Fernando Tatis got drafted mm. in 2016, yeah, and he's barely in his first full year this year. So that's three years. Basically, whoever believed in Fernando Tatis uh, had th- a three-year head start of like buying him for cheap, right? Right, because nobody knew it's it's all a gamble. Like, mm. is he going to be good? Is he going to be bad? You know, like you don't want to put all your money into it. Maybe some people are hesitant. They don't want to. They put some, but not all their money. Yeah, and if. I'm telling you, if you have a hunch or if you know somebody in the club or if you played baseball before and you know a guy that knows a guy and they give you info on a guy like and it's positive, like, for instance, Joe Adele, mm-hmm. who got drafted in 2017, and his card, since he's had hype, his card hasn't gone down at all. And uh-huh. th- mind you, this kid hasn't played a game, one game in the majors at all. Right. So it's like his card is already at 1000 bucks. It's Dang, it's really? not, and he's like I said, he's in the minors, he's in double A. Yeah. Um, but the hype around him, um, it looks like he's gonna get the call up in twenty twenty. Uh-huh. So I think, like now personally, like if I had the money to buy a thousand dollar card, that would be the one I'd get, and it'd be the, the sad part is I had it before. Yeah. I had the uh, Joe Adele. Uh-huh. I, I bought it for three hundred dollars, and I remember I had it for six months and I remember I was very impatient I was like dang I thought it was going to go up it went up maybe like 25 bucks okay, I yeah. sold it for 325 right no big deal um, I, I couldn't even kid you maybe like the next week I checked they were at a thousand oh shit and it's just like the, ki- the kid hasn't played a game in the yeah. majors at all um, but the hype is there so it's like um, I think it's kind of like the LeBron thing a lot of people missed out on Mike Trout on the price jump like if you if you have a card that you sold for forty bucks and you see that it's worth eight grand now, one hundred percent you're upset. Like there's no one yeah, in the world yeah. that's going to be upset. <laughs> no way. So now I think a lot of people, if the player has any sort of hype whatsoever, um, I think people are playing it safe. They're pricing their cards higher, and they're just not selling them because sometimes, like I said, it's, I'd rather have the card than fifty dollars sometimes, mm-hmm. just based off potential. So um, I'm buying, you know bunch of rookies throughout the sports and just kind of holding on to them it's it kind of doesn't really make sense you know if you're trying to make money it doesn't really make sense to buy lebron because he's mm-hmm. so expensive now yeah of course uh, it doesn't make any sense to buy michael jordan because he's untouchable 
Um, but yeah, if like you have a hunch, like right now, I think Fernando Tatis is still pretty cheap. Um, and then the guys that got drafted a couple weeks ago, like those guys are going to be fairly right. cheap. They're yeah, going to be re- really cheap. So do your research on the rookie class. Yeah, yeah there's actually a, cause I don't have time to research. I work 40 hours a week. I yeah, you know, yeah. do other stuff and, you know, have a girlfriend and it's like really hard to do to watch minor league baseball. So I actually use a company called Slab Stocks. Mm. They're an Instagram page, S L A B S T O X. And they basically just do, they basically just bring you the research. They okay. kind of tell you, like they send you email blasts and they post on their page and they say, Hey, look, um, if you guys have any Vlad jr, his stuff is selling really high this week. Like you guys okay. should sell it. Or like he had a really good week last week, you know, dump his stuff or, um, so I think that's a really good follow if you're new into the community. That's cool. Um, they're like a subscription ser- subscription service as well. So it's yeah. like they kind of give you like a top 25 of like who to who to buy and like well, they get a lot of hate in the community because they like I mean I I, I don't know why they, I feel like they're a great service. I don't have time to watch 16 hours of minor yeah. league baseball. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't mind paying 14 dollars a month for them to be like. Uh, hey, so-and-so had a good week, or hey, um, you know, this guy's on fire right now. You should buy him before he uh, gets more expensive. But, yeah, um, I feel like any rookie's a good buy. Um, and, I mean, like, that, that's what I would do. I will just buy and hold. It's yeah. just you never know, you know, if, if you're – I mean, if you need the cash, sell it, whatever. But if you are financially able to hold on to it, you know, you don't know what Vlad Jr. is going to be. Yeah. And um, – so it's kind of like a stock, you know, you're buying in a stock hoping that it yeah. gets up and oh. sometimes you have to ride out the ins and out. Like- some some quicker than others. Right. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like the biggest one that I missed was probably Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember like NFL fans, he got drafted and didn't play for a whole year. Right. So he had a whole year of cards coming out and nobody, there would be, they were cheap. Again, I, it's, I hate eBay because it has a purchase history. So I can see like what I bought last year. And like, there's probably like five Patrick Mahomes that I bought for a hundred bucks, and now those same cards are like five hundred. Dang. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's just kind of hard to like. It's a tough pill to swallow sometimes, but you know, it's like you can't really kick yourself too much. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's it's kind of like a stock, and sometimes you sell too early, sometimes you sell too late. But it's yeah. like, at the end of the day, if you kind of get a pattern going and you get the the right, you know, you kind of get the hang of it. Um, or maybe you just maybe you just like the Angels and you buy all the Angels players, right? And mm-hmm. then one guy on the Angels is Mike Trout, and yeah. you know just because you like the Angels, you have a bunch of his cards, and you know maybe you don't want to sell it, or maybe like anytime I try to buy a Mike Trout card, or if I go to like a show or something, like there's a guy who told me like I don't bring any of my Mike Trout because that that stuff's gonna pay for my kids' college. Oh snap! And it's that's like smart. yeah, okay. It's like yo, like that's that's a, that's, that's crazy. Cool, yeah, that's crazy true, and it's like. Um, wow. So, yeah, I'm really excited for that show that, that's yeah. coming up. Uh, that It's the Boys and Girls Club thing? Yeah, it's at the Boys and Girls Club main branch of Garden Grove. Um, for those people who have never been to a show, like, what should they expect? Because I've never been to one of those things. It's kind of like one of those conventions. Um, yeah, I've never been to this one, so I can't really say. Um, I've been to shows all across the country. I've been lucky enough to have a job where I had – well, I was in a position where we traveled a bunch, so I got to go to a bunch of different shows, is like Chicago, Ohio, and stuff. And basically, it's just like a huge swap meet, right? Everybody has their tables set out, um, and you know they're just selling sports memorabilia, jerseys, bobbleheads, um, 
some stuff to expect. I mean, again, this one in Garden Grove, I've never been to. I mm-hmm. think it's the first it's one. It's the first series. So, yeah. I, again, I don't know what it's going to be like, but I, I would just expect a lot of stuff that's, um, you know, don't. You kind of got to be a little bit of a, like a haggler, you know, like if. Oh, of course, I obviously, yeah. I obviously wouldn't pay if they have a sticker and it says twenty bucks. I wouldn't pay twenty. I would just, you know, maybe try to lower it a little bit. So I would expect some of that. Um, you know, I'd, I'd expect a lot of angel stuff uh, being local. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm actually really excited about it. Um, I think I have a friend that's gonna sell some cards there, so I think I'm gonna go check his stuff out. Uh, I'm really excited to see what people bring. Um, but yeah, man, if, if they come, I would just say bring cash and, you know, if you, you know, use eBay, it's crazy that we have a computer in our pocket that can, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you like a card and you think the guy's selling it too high, you know, whip out your phone and show them, Hey man, I That's can get, true, yeah. I can get this on eBay for 15 bucks and you want 20, yeah. like, you know, so things like that is, you know, I'd expect some people cooler than others in anything. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited to, I'm excited for that. It's like, it, there's never really any in LA or Orange County area. Okay. So the fact that there's this one is, you know, that, that's that's pretty cool. I, I would I would bring stuff to sell, bring stuff, you know, bring money to buy, trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just for like more information on that too, and I'll, I'll post the flyer on my Instagram during the week of. Uh, it's the Sports Collectibles Show, free admission. It's Saturday, June 29th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Boys and Girls Club of Garden Grove. Address 9860 Larson Street, Garden Grove, California, 92844. But yeah, it's the first year they're doing this. And um, actually, the guy who is running it is a boss. He was my, he's a former boss of mine. So I know he's a pretty big into... Um, he's, pretty, he's pretty big into getting autographs and collectibles and sports memorabilia. That's another big thing that, like, mm-hmm. I think, like, I mean, if you're... If you're in your, like, out of high school or even if you're in high school and you kind of want to make some extra cash, like, that's the perfect way... I, if you like sports, I mean, again, right. everybody likes everything different. Like, I, there's probably a computer guys who, like, hate sports or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. even if you hate sports and, like, you just want a quick way to make money, like, I, I would just recommend everyone, like, if you're in Orange County and you want to make some extra cash and you don't want a boss or, like, you don't want to be like me. You don't want to work at Starbucks. You don't want to work at Disneyland. You mm-hmm. don't, you know. I, I guess the biggest thing I hated was, like, it was so minimal. It's like having to be there, like yeah. having to be somewhere at four sharp, or else you're in trouble. Like that's kind of for <laughs> yeah. like you know twelve dollars of my, of my life of an hour of my life. Um, I, I would just say like give it a shot. Like buy buy a baseball, grab a pen, go to the stadium, and the best baseball player on the planet plays in your county. Like mm-hmm. I would just go try to get his autograph and like. You know, his stuff, if, if you get a good autograph of his, it, you know, it's like $200, $250. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want, if you have a jersey, get a jersey. And if, like, it, it's just, once you have that hustle and, like, that drive and, like, you know, I didn't know about this at all. I didn't know about cars. I didn't know about selling stuff. I didn't know about, you know, doing all that stuff. But it's definitely been one of the best jobs I've ever had. Um, you know, and I don't, when I buy a car, I don't have a boss. I don't have. Uh, supervisor telling yeah, me what course. to buy or what to do. More freedom. Um, and it, it's pretty cool. And I think, like, I mean, yeah, it's there, there's money everywhere. And if you like sports, I feel like that's a really good way to kind of, you know, if you like sports gambling and you like making money, it's kind of like the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely would recommend it. Instead, like, stop wasting your time working at AutoZone or something <laughs> yeah. and, like, fucking go do that. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, Gary, like Gary Vee's was like a huge influence. Like he kind of was the one that said like, you know, go and do stuff. And I, I get people why people don't like him because he kind of seems like a you know I, I kind of don't like the Tony Robbins type guys or whatever like the mm-hmm. motivational guys. And he's kind of the same thing, but he's just kind of it's like just a different tone. Yeah, it's a different like. You know, because I, I used to think for the longest time, and it was the thing I forgot about in the beginning. I just remembered it um, that like for the longest time in high school and maybe like sports and my first couple jobs, I always thought that if someone else is doing good, that I can do good too. You know, and I think that's one of the things I realized after like I had that click of like, oh, I can be a hard worker. Just got to It just has to be something I like. Mm-hmm. Is that there's enough. Like for everybody, yeah. Like so, just because you do well, doesn't mean that doesn't mean I can't yeah, do well. And that's one of the biggest things that, like, I, I mean, I'm like 27. I just figured that out, like, you know, two years ago, if, yeah. If that, or maybe less, but like, I, a lot of the times it was like, man, fuck, why did he get that promotion? Or like, you know, sometimes it is uh, finite to like where when I played high school football, it was like, fuck, why is he the starter? Like, you can't mm-hmm. obviously can't have two starters, right? Yeah. So I think a lot of the positions. time that like crushed it. Um, but like after I got into like, you know, after football and after certain jobs of like, you only needed one supervisor and it wasn't me and like, you know, learning and growing up and just being like, you know, there's enough for everybody. And it's like, just because, you know, I'm actually like when someone gets a card that's maybe worth like in the thousands or in the high hundreds, I'm like happy for them. Like, good for you, man. Like I, I know the feeling I've, I've been there. I'm sure I'll be there again you know for whenever mm-hmm. um but like it's just kind of like i guess it's kind of growing up it's kind of like seeming like you know just because they got the promotion or something like maybe it just wasn't the time but like now i know that for sure 100 percent, there's enough for everybody like, yeah there's enough success for everyone and i think like i mean that's the only thing i really want for people is just to find out what you like like i mean if you like you know one of my girlfriend's friends sells like graduation things mm-hmm. and if like she likes doing that like dude like if you can make you money can, doing that you like, can make a lot of you can make money too, doing yeah. anything yeah um just put your mind to it another one of my friends does like calligraphy like like my my friend's friend does like calligraphy and it's like dude those car like i mean she i bought one offer she charged me like three bucks i'm like yo you should be charging me like charge me like eight dollars or like ten dollars <laughs> or something because yeah. like it's like hallmark like uh you, you've seen like the oh the yeah, baby yeah shower kind uh-huh. of things like where they like you know, she, she just writes really nice. Um, and like things like that, that like where like, you know, you can kind of tell that's her thing has her, has a job or like they both have jobs and they do this on the side. And it's just kind of cool to see people like find, uh, what they like to do and be good at it. And you'll be surprised by the amount of things you can make money off of. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend right now, like on Instagram and he's been like a childhood friend and he just started off as a DJ and he would DJ like my family, friends, parties and that's how I got to know him. But now he runs like a wedding planner and just like a party oh, and shit. event planning. Sweet. So yeah. not only does he have his DJ aspect of it, but there's you know there's people who want to have yeah, a yeah. wedding but they don't want to plan it. So they have yeah. they hire planners to do everything for them. They just kind of tell them what they want and they kind of have an idea and they're like, okay, here's this and we can get this for you. And so you can make a career off that. You know, you can plan other people's weddings and yeah. It's just, it's kind of like as you get older, there's you realize like there's so much. Yeah, more. that's so crazy. I always thought the, uh, you know, when I was younger, I thought like people would say like follow what you love and the mm-hmm. money second. I was like, yeah, that's bullshit. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was, like there's no way. I was like, <laughs> yeah. fuck that. Like I gotta work. I gotta, I gotta do this or I gotta 
you know, do that. And it, it just kind of really was like almost like a kind of almost like a joke kind of way. It was just kind of like I just, you know, didn't again, I don't I have a nine to five where I make money. This is just I do this for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it, there's like it, it, I never even started it for money. It was never the goal. It just was like, you know, sometimes you just maybe you're looking for this year's draft class you're looking for Kyler Murray mm-hmm. or you're looking for someone that went to USC or whatever and you end up pulling something that's worth you know in in the high hundreds or the thousands and it's just like sometimes that's cool again it could go the other way or like uh, a lot of the time I think one of my favorite things that actually happened is that when I made the conscious decision to buy a player and I and I took a chance and I guessed and I was like hey I think this guy's going to be good mm-hmm. I just think he's not shining right now and He's really cheap, and then you know a month later, two months later, he has a fifty-point game or he oh, wow. does whatever, and yeah. then you just see um, your cards that you spent six, seven, eight dollars on. You see them kind of grow, and now that same card, literally just sitting there for three months, you bought it for six, is now worth thirty-six, mm-hmm. or it's now worth you know forty-six or whatever. Um, and that's that's happened a couple times, and you know the same way it's been the other way. It's been, you know, I bought Jason Tatum a lot, and then uh, had a rough year with the Celtics. And yeah, like, it'll go back up. Though. It happens. Trust I think so too. Once Kyrie yeah. leaves, I think like yeah, like that. So I think yeah. I mean, like anybody that wants to get into it, I, I know it's like I know it's like kind of foreign, and I, and I always joke around with my girl like I'm like, dude, I'm so glad I you know started dating you mm-hmm. like before cards because I was like I. I if I was single right now, there's no way I would be able to be like, hey, what do you do? Like, oh, I buy cards. Like, I, I like baseball cards. Like, yeah. what do you like? Um, so I always, like, mess around with her. I'm like, like, good thing I got you before. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, if anybody wants to get into it, like, man, dude, I'm, I mean, like, now, I guess kind of being older is, like, I like, I just want to help. You know, if you, if you think you're into it, even for, like, a week, like, just ask, man. I'm, I'm so down to help. And, like, mm-hmm. if you want to go to that show, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be there for a couple hours. And, you know, if you want. You know, if you want to sell me your stuff or you want to bring your stuff that you found from home, um, you know, if you have any questions about whatever, um, you know, it's just kind of, that's the thing I'm trying to grow with uh, this, this, I have a card Instagram that I share with a group of like four, uh, three or four people, uh, OC Card Bros. I'm, it's kind of like my baby that I don't really deal with anymore just because that's like certain, certain things with work. I can't really be a part of it anymore. It's Mm -hmm. just, you know, kind of. A different kind of like a uh, side thing that I can't you know can't get into it really yeah um, but my friends run that thing and like I, my goal when I started it was to make it like a platform of like a you know buying and uh, you know trading and getting to meet people from all over the country and stuff and like I have a bunch of friends from like Ohio New York um, you know and it's like me, me and my friends uh, George Demetrio um, Clay, Ben, all those guys, um, you know, it's guys that I've met that, you know, I might have met them once or twice in person, mm-hmm. but they're just cool people. And like, um, you know, they're friends that I'll probably have for life doing this thing. Um, so yeah, eventually I want that, um, that, uh, Instagram page to be like, you know, you can come there, you can message it, you can send me photos of what you have, and then you can, you know, be like, Hey, is this valuable? Or, you know, I might not, I might not see it personally, but I I know my friend who my two or three friends that do look at it, they know as much as I do, if not more, um, to tell you like what you have or what it's worth. And like, 
So that that kind of stuff is like um, mm-hmm. it's at OC Card Bros, and um, you know if you guys have any questions about anything, just go ahead and you know if you guys want to buy or sell or whatever, mm-hmm. um, someone on there will help you out. But yeah, it was kind of like my baby that I had to give give away for adoption. Um, after a while, it was kind of rough. I kind of I grew it from zero, and then you know just work was like uh, you can't conflict conflict ventures yeah. basically like kind of stay away from it or whatever. And so I mean I'll get back to it eventually but yeah. right now it's just kind of you know so if anyone's mean to you from that account it's not me <laughs> alright there's your disclaimer <laughs> no but it's kind of cool how you put it into perspective because right now recently I would just you know I got, I, my, my thing is like I'm trying to invest now like I feel like I have a decent amount of savings but like investing in the stock market is like super foreign to me and then I don't have enough to invest in property obviously because that costs a whole lot more you yeah. get a lot more saved up but like I follow sports a lot, so I feel like sports is something easier for me to, like, yeah. invest in and, like, oh, you know, even, like, for especially the NFL, like, I had to write so many NFL draft profiles, yeah. like, you know, like, that kind of ties in with one another, so. One, one, of the things, like, one of the things that, like, I like is, like, it's, I, I like, I like gambling. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's cool. Everybody does it, like, sports gambling. Uh, if I spend $100 on the Anaheim Angels to beat the Houston Astros and they don't, I never see that $100 again. Right. Right. If I go to a car shop and I buy a box for a hundred dollars, and let's just say it's not the best box, let's mm-hmm. just say it's mediocre, whatever, um, you potentially, you know, if again, it's going to take a lot of grinding, but if you, if you spend that money, say you spend the hundred dollars on a box and you need that hundred back like as fast as you possibly, like as fast as you can get it. It's possible. It's really, like, you might not get the best autograph. A lot of the boxes now have guaranteed autographs, guaranteed jersey cards. You know, obviously some are more valuable than others. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if you spent $100 on a box and you had to sell every card in there, you could. And you could get your $100 back. So, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a lotto ticket if you could resell the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is like, yeah, man, and I'll, I'll tell you more off air, but, like, it's, it's uh, for, like, investing and stuff, it's kind of... It's a very safe way because you can always get rid of stuff easily, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, unless it's like I said, ninety stuff. But like the current stuff is really easy. The baseball stuff is kind of like a we'll see kind of thing. Like you could buy a box today, get three people you've never heard of, and then three years later they're Aaron Judge. Yeah, and it's like you know, like Aaron Judge was a nobody, yeah, not nobody, but like he wasn't really highly. Talented. He was not a star. He went no. to Fresno State. Like in his stuff, like I remember that was one of the first big cars that I saw that got sold. It got sold for fifteen G's, right? Wow. Like it's like a, it had his autograph. Oh, it was his yeah. first rookie card. Yeah, and it. I mean, I don't remember. I, I don't know the research, but I mean, when that card probably came out, it was definitely under a thousand. Right, yeah. like the twenty whatever year he was drafted, mm-hmm. and then what was it two years ago he had fifty bombs? Yeah, fifteen G's. So I mean, again, whoever bought it, wow. again, I don't know how much they bought it for, but whoever got that from a pack, yeah, you know. And baseball, you'll see a bunch of that, like you know, a bunch of the money's so big in baseball. It, yeah. It's so big in baseball, and I have a theory. It's just like the the audience. It's older, uh, like white men. Mm-hmm. I think, and you know, who has the most money? It's like older white men. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why baseball's huge, and it's like it's, it's reminiscent of like to when they were kids, and like baseball cards were huge, and like the you know early fifties and sixties, and you know up to like now. Um, but yeah, it's just like the 
the audience is so large, the demand, like what people are willing to pay for a card is like just sometimes it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, like I said, if you guys keep track of this stuff, once Zion Williamson's rookie card comes out, there's going to be a card that either a kid pulls or I could pull it or someone who spends a lot of money on cards and buys a hundred boxes could pull it. But that Zion Williamson card is going to be in the thousand, like easily in the thousands, maybe like the tens of thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just brutal, but there's just so many ways. Like there's a, there's like an exclusive line of uh, boxes that come out um, about like once a month, maybe mm-hmm. it's called first off the line. So it's like, if you say like prism, like I kind of told you about it, it comes out Friday. First off the line will come out the Friday before. And basically, it's just kind of like a first come first serve. It's really similar to buying sneakers. Yeah. So if you can get your hands on these boxes, like it's three per person, whatever. So it's like if you can get your hands on the sneakers, and you can resell them, like that's that's a big way. And all you need is an app yeah. and the funds. So you basically buy the cards. Like it's like you have to be on at eight a.m. and you basically have to just like put something in your cart and check out fast. Yeah. Once you do that, um, you know you. I basically just sell them on Instagram. I have a group of like, it's a group chat of like 16 people, my girlfriend, a bunch of my friends, some other people that, you know, kind of want to make money on it. And they literally, they don't even see the boxes. They just like log on. They try to buy them. They're either successful or they're not. And then the boxes get shipped to their house. I drive by in my little truck pick up pick up everyone's boxes like yeah. anti Santa Claus just take everybody's stuff <laughs> and then I just ship it like so that they literally like it's pretty cool because like we just had one this week and it's like they buy something for like it's like 360 and then in like an hour and a half I send them back like 460 Dang. so they just made a hundred bucks like just by uh, checking out. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I try to put it on my Instagram story, like, hey, who's a good online shopper? Because yeah. basically, you have to check out fast and stuff. And it, when I explain it, it kind of sounds like a scam to, like, yeah. people. Because it's like, hey, you have to buy this on your card, and then uh, I'm going to pay you for it. And it's just kind of hard to, mm-hmm. like, I'm kind of try- trying to get to the point where I can front everybody the money, but it kind of gets expensive. It's like, of course, yeah. $300 a box or whatever, like, and for me to get, like, you know, 10 people or whatever, like, it, it could just kind of get up there. Yeah. Um, so right now, like, the people that I have helping me, they I'm, I'm lucky enough that they front their own money. And they obviously make a good amount. And then um, I get to send, I get to tell my guys that use that Instagram page, OC Card Bros. They have, a, like, they have like 2,600 followers. So mm-hmm. that's, like, a, that's a lot of buyers. Um, and they just kind of flip the boxes there. And it's kind of um, – it's, it's really cool. It's a really cool gig. And I was going to text you about it. I really was. I just, you know, it's kind of hard to, like, explain. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't, you know, I, I don't really, with people that, like, I'm, like, other than, like, really close friends and family, I don't really like to assume if, like, hey, maybe you do have 600 to spend or you don't. Or, mm-hmm. like, I, you know. But, um, yeah, it's a really easy way to, like, just kind of, if you're interested, like, DM me and I'll show you how to do it. For sure. Um, and it's literally, like, I can kind of see how it sounds like a scam, but worst case scenario, like, just return the boxes back to that, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I could definitely see how, like, people would think that, but it's going to be, like, it's something that's so, like, automatic. It's, like, every time I get an email from them that they say, like, hey, keep an eye out for this 8 a.m., and I'm just like, oh, fuck, like, yes, I could use that extra 100 bucks, or I yeah, could use that course. extra, like, 120 or whatever. Uh, 
But yeah, man, I feel like there's so many like questions and like the baseball card stuff that's just like it took me like three years to like kind of get up to date and stuff. And there's still people like way above me or like no more or whatever, like in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, like I said, I couldn't see myself doing anything different. And it's just like it's kind of like a little it's a little hustle, you know, sometimes a little stressful some days than others but of course yeah. I mean it's with everything not hating not hating anybody that's an accountant but I would like I'd never yeah exactly know, or, I mean, that's... or a waiter or <laughs> yeah, a bartender yeah. or whatever like um, the ultimate goal is to kind of you know do this do the platform thing full time um, flip boxes full time but like I said that's a hustle and that's just yeah. like um, no but I respect that man yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's the same thing with me and like the podcast I mean right now yeah. I don't get paid for it, but hopefully in the future I would rather do this yeah. than you know work. That's really cool. At, at a restaurant or work, even like in a you know high corporate job wearing a suit, you know like this is this is fun because you just get yeah. to learn about different things about different kinds of people and you know I draw my inspiration from people like Joe Rogan and, and Bill Simmons and like those yeah. people get to just kind of get to call their own shots. It's different than radio and TV. It's crazy how you yeah. can kind of uh, I like watching Fighter and the Kid and they they talk a lot about how they call their own shots. Yeah, and just say like. I mean, in a position, obviously, like, don't get me wrong, I don't I don't want to ever, like, make it seem like I don't, I don't need money or whatever, but, like, eventually I want to get to the point where, like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm yeah. not fucking, you know, I'm not even touching that. Like, maybe, like, eventually when I get to the point where I have enough inventory or whatever, like, hey, we want you to come here for X amount of money or, like, hey, do you want this job for X amount of an hour? And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Like, yeah. there's no way. Like, but, I mean, obviously always grateful for what, like, opportunity I've had and like that's basically been my nine to five careers I've just been so lucky uh one of my buddies got me a job at this place and just a child of opportunity just kept luckily just pushing forward and uh in like three years I've moved up a couple positions and like again it's been all luck it's Mm -hmm. been all like you know but um yeah I mean it's just it's it's crazy it's looking back it's it's crazy how like look um cleaning out my room and, and opening a box of cards later on that day yeah. just kind of led me down this route like <laughs> of course from from like the time I was working that time I opened that box of cards I was working at a company that like was in the medical field and like I was helping people get insurance for wheelchairs mm-hmm. and like like luckily now I look back and I'd say I would never do that yeah. if, I, if I ended up with like no job or something right now I would pursue this and I would yeah. just keep going um, so like I, I guess it's kind of like I kind of feel successful in that way to where I look back at my past jobs and say like yeah I'm not doing that like yeah. I'm, uh, if you want me to you want me to what you want me to get medical paperwork for other people like <laughs> not that I want to help them I just right yeah, that's not I'm me not I'm not I'm not yeah. the collar shirt suit and tie guy but um, mm-hmm. yeah man I, I mean that's the goal for everyone just keep climbing up that ladder you know that's crazy because then I, I see people that like they want to do the corporate thing like they I don't know if they want to do it but they're doing it and it's just like. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ask him because again it's not my business but I just want to be like yo you really want to do that like you really yeah, it's everyone, what do you like you know yeah. like everyone and, has different uh, interests though that's what's crazy yeah that, that's one of the things too when people are like you could do you can make money doing anything like do what you like to do and the money will come and like I never believe that but <laughs> I mean that's 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 crazy it's, it's weird to see some guys on uh, YouTube or whatever just talk about fishing yeah and no, get paid seriously. tons of money and it's like just like all these YouTube people there's so many different uh what was the word? Is that like, all like so ad- many different outlets? Is that yeah. all ad money? Yeah, it's a mostly ad money. I, I believe it's all ad money. I don't know if they're that's like, a lot of fucking ad money. Like I mean, I don't I, I don't know, I don't know anyone in either. particular. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean like <laughs> fuck man, because I know Rogan makes a 
I don't know exactly. Right, but I also know he's like he has his comedian stuff, and he he does yeah. stand ups at shows, and he does the tours. And yeah, but that, that that's cool. I think that's why we get along because we have like the same. Like I look up to Rogan. Like, yeah, that, that's of course. his thing that I like. I was telling you, I kind of want like a lounge thing, and it's kind of like modeled after that. Like, yeah, I, no, I feel you though. I don't need a gym in it. I don't like that <laughs> shit. But like that, a place where we can come watch games, and I can use as my office and right. do all that stuff. Like that that kind of seems like a good time, and then like. No, you know, but yeah, man, I like I like your stuff. I I, I think you got to get video. Like, yeah, video no, I, would be tight. That's the next step, but it's just kind of making like one investment at a time. You yeah, know? I feel. That. I think right now I'm trying to like put that personal website out right now. Like, get a personal oh, okay. website. Maybe that. maybe do some business cards or something like that. But just kind of like that's my next step right now. Yeah, and hopefully the video because at the same time too, like. I don't have, I gotta do it like the video here in this living room, but I'm not always getting to record in the living room. Sometimes it's off limits. Sometimes yeah. I gotta record remotely. Got you. Yeah. you know, so if I could get like a, a solid space, like you said, kind of like a lounge area and just like yeah, that that's, that would be the ultimate goal. That's too. the goal. That'd be that'd be so sweet. It's just, but I'm just glad. Like I said, I I wish I would have found it out when I was 18, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I didn't. So mm-hmm. there's nothing I could do. I found out. I started working hard when I was 24, 25, 26. So, I mean, I just got to start from there. Yeah. And, you know, maybe when I'm, like, older or whatever, maybe I'm late 30s, 40s, I can kind of look back and be like, damn, I'm glad I started. You know, yeah. at least I'm not 40 saying of I course, wish. Of course, yeah. You know, like, um, there's, like, a there's a good uh, slogan that uh, I got from a TV show, actually. But it's, I'm pretty sure it's, like, a real one, too. But mm-hmm. it's always forward, never backwards. Yeah. So, you know, like, that's the way you just kind of... It gets rough, though. You, yeah. You don't no, ever look sure. back. I look back so no, much, sometimes dude. Sometimes you do. And... If I do look back, it's like, okay, I got to learn this lesson from that incident, yeah. you know? I think a lot of the time it's just like, I feel you on the never backwards, but one of the things I like doing is like, I think the only thing I'm pretty good at is like, uh, I'm not making the same mistake twice, you mm-hmm. know? Like, whether it's like people who wasted my time or like people who like have scammed me or screwed me over or whatever, like, that's one of the things where I think I'm pretty good at, but for the most part, I feel like I look back to like, you know? things like that like it's like I, I look back like the this dude fucked me over like I'm yeah not, i'm not fucking with him um but yeah i guess that's i mean i guess not saying that 40 is old or anything but at least i'm not <laughs> yeah not, nothing against you if you're 40 and you want to start buying cards <laughs> like all well, go ahead but like yeah um it's just it's just one of those things man like it, there's there's no better feeling of for me uh buying something for ten dollars and seeing it online than it sells for 25 and it's yeah. just like in 2013, what I would have done for $15 is spend an hour and a half in a Starbucks working, you know, and now um, I can get that, you know, if I find a, if I do my research and I want to go get someone's autograph and I see they're local and I can sell that jersey or whatever and I can get money that way, um, it's, it's just kind of crazy. Like, like I said, when I first started working, I worked, you know, 20 hours for 200 bucks mm-hmm. a week and like... Now, um, there's been, there's been days and times and like, I'll usually, I'll usually take a week out and go to spring training and get a bunch of autographs and stuff. And, uh, great time to go. Yeah. There's, there's stuff that I've sold, like I've sold a couple things in one day that was equaling up to, you know, 400 maybe like just to throw out a number or whatever. Like maybe I sold a Jersey for 200 and another Jersey for 200. And I, and I just like to think back sometimes. It's like, fuck, man. I really would have spent 20 hours of my life yeah, uh, working the fucking trail cart or, you know, doing something else. Again, probably Disneyland's probably not a great example because it's still probably a funner job. But, like, I would, 
working at Sports Authority or Party City or whatever, like yeah, just to it. get the same amount of money here, like mm-hmm. or maybe less. And um, yeah, man, I just think like if you're luckily enough, I've had like my grandparents to kind of you know not kick me out, and I've ha- I'm like kind of middle to where like I you know I'm not filthy rich, I'm not you know I'm not dirt broke, but like um, you know I think having the if I ever would have fallen on my face, I, I feel like I'd have some a little bit of help. But, um, you know, I, I kind of was a knucklehead when I was, like, 18. So I was, like, doing all those 20-hour-a-week jobs was kind of my own doing. Yeah, I, I had to go out and learn. So, I mean, I guess if I was to give any advice is if you're 20 and you kind of don't know what you want to do yet, like, I mean, just kind of, like, yeah. dude, fuck, fuck PetSmart and just <laughs> do whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you like bow hunting or if you like, you know. Even, like, drinking, like, I mean, if you like partying, like, dude, record your parties and post them up and, like, you know. You never know. Do we'll beer pong tournaments, host beer pong tournaments, like, yeah. um, things like that. I tried hosting a beer pong tournament last week. It was so long. <laughs> it took so long. It was, like, it was, like, one of the... Longer than you thought. Oh, dude, it took literally, like, four hours. And it was, like, everyone was over it. And, uh, like, <laughs> the team that won, like, everyone was, like, I think by the end, people were just trying to get eliminated. Like, Damn. They're just like this is this is stupid. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, it's just it's things like that, and it's like like I said, it's just life stuff. Uh, I think the biggest thing was just like when I realized that there's enough for everyone, everyone to go know? around. If, yeah. You know, if, if it's kind of just comparing like you know Target and Walmart, like obviously there can't be another Walmart or whatever, but there could be a Target side by side, you know, competing, and it's just like that stuff, like. And I think football kind of messed me up a little bit, uh, thinking like, "Hey, there's only one quarterback, so we can't both be quarterback." But that's not how it is in life. Like life, you know, there could be, yeah, multiple. You know, not you could be the. This could be Joe Rogan with like similar while Joe Rogan's going on. Like, yeah, there could be both. Like there's enough for both, and it's just kind of like that was that was probably the biggest thing of like where I I kind of clicked, and I was like, "Why why am I stressing for like mm-hmm. you know like just because." So and so has money. It doesn't mean I can't get money. Or yeah. Like just because this person does this, I can't do that. Like you know, it's just kind of um, stuff like that. So it's, I guess growing up, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. For sure, man. This has been fun though. Yeah, it was tight. It was this good. Is, this is a lightning podcast. Therapist. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Therapist. <laughs> no, for real though. Thanks. Thanks yeah, for doing this. Yeah. Anytime. Hey, thanks again, guys, for tuning in to another episode of My Mike and I. I am your host, Noah Alvarez. A reminder, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud.com. We'd really appreciate if you guys could promote the podcast in any form possible. Before I go, I do want to shout out Generic Sports for producing the instrumental, playing in the intro and the outro. You can find more of his work at SoundCloud.com slash Generic Sports. Also, shout out to Vince Correa. He made both the new My Mike and I logo and the Podfathers logo. So if you do go back and check out some of the old podcasts and you see that old logo of the Podfathers, he created that one too. So shout out to him. And then shout out to all you guys, all the listeners that make this possible, all the listeners that give me feedback and all the listeners that follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and all of you that make this show happen and make me want to make this show, obviously. You know, I need some inspiration from somebody. No, but really, seriously, appreciate every single one of you guys. I'm Noah Alvarez, the host of Mike and I, signing off. Till next time.